So t- today we're on value number 10 out of our 12, uh, I think it's 12 values as family church, and each one is independent thought, um, but they make up the whole of who we are um, and, and what is dear to our hearts as a congregation and as a, uh, a, a group of churches. Um, and today's is we are community minded. And if you've been a part of the church for any length of time, you know that we've had a heart for the community um, in different forms over the years from um, the works that we've done um, in, in um, the, the community with our Adopt the Block in Carlos Close many years ago, ago um, and the work that we did there. Um, there's been different events that we put on, like the fun days where we've seen 5,000 people in the community come along to our fun days and just be a part um, where we've put a whole day on for free and, and, and they've just come out in their droves um, and enjoyed an incredible time. Um, and there's just been different aspects where uh, we've just got involved with different things. Um, and then there's the personal evangelism, our personal commitment to follow the call of God, to go into our world, to reach our world, to we- reach our friends, to com- connect with them, um, and, and hopefully in time lead them to Jesus. So we re- really are very much community-minded, and um, as you know, uh, with our care in hands um, and, and different um, areas of care in hands, we're very much touching our community and making a difference. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today because I believe it's so important that we have an awareness. Now, you hear me mention it on a regular basis. You see me asking the team to stand up and we celebrate and clap them. But actually, it's far more than just celebrating an area of church life or an area of church ministry. Um, But really, it's about getting behind it. If we can't get involved ourselves, we can pray. Sylvia said um, last, last week or week before, oh, I just want to help in some way, pack bags and fold clothes and whatever else. Well, at Sylvia's age uh, and, and her inability to do certain things, I said to her, you can be one of our prayers. You can be praying over every hamper bag that goes out, just like with the aprons and the handkerchiefs, that there was an anointing upon them I don't ever just want to give out a bag. I don't want to just give out food. I just don't want to give out clothes because there's an organization down the road, the Gospel Borough Football Club and others in the town that do that. But I want us to pray over every bag that there is an anointing upon that food as it goes into their homes, that there is an anointing when they put on those clothes and their children are wearing those clothes. An anointing hits them. The power of God, the love of God is, is impacting their life. It's just not cloth or food there is something powerful connected through prayer and through what we're doing and the heart of God in our lives something far more than being a practical support to our community that there is a spiritual connection to everything that we do so our heart is as being community-minded we are community-minded it's being the hands and the feet of Jesus to our local community and, and I, don't, I want that just to wash over our, each heart and each life in this room. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever your community looks like, wherever your neighborhood is, you are the hands and the feet and the voice and the heartbeat of God on the earth today, wherever you are. The only Jesus that some people will see is the Jesus in you. 
the, the, the only word of God that they may hear is the word of God that comes out of your mouth. But do you know what? The one word of God can change a life forever. And that needs to be something that we're speaking, not ashamed of. It is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. So every time we're sharing and communicating, whether it's through the hamper bags or whether it's through, through our personal evangelism, just going up to a stranger in the street, however that may look like to you, your words could change their destiny for eternity. And that's an, it's an incredible responsibility. And I, I've, just, I've just seen an answer to prayer that I prayed last night in the room this morning. And I thank God for that right now. So I just, I've just seen something I prayed for last night here today. So I just want to give thanks to God for that. Sorry, I'm, I'm just in my moment. In, in, in. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that's good. The gospel is full of Jesus moments. Full of Jesus moments with an individual, full of Jesus moments with a crowd, and with multitudes. We, we see Jesus, he, he, he will go up to an individual and change their life. But he will then also go up to a multitude and change communities. How in one moment Jesus would, would, would have the, the community would bring out all their sick to be healed and Jesus would heal them all. Can you imagine what that would do to a community? Can you, can you imagine today if we said, okay, um, let's just go Leighton Road and Nobes Avenue. The two roads connected to the church. We'll just go for those two. And we said, look, bring all your sick because Jesus is going to heal you. Can you imagine what that would do? Not just for Leighton Road and Nobes Avenue, but for the whole of gospel. When news gets out... That everyone that was sick is healed. That's what happened with Jesus. He didn't just heal the multitudes that came to him. He changed communities. He had such a following that wherever he went, they wanted to make him Messiah before his time was ready. He was a miracle worker. He had signs and wonders follow him. He changed. That's why the Roman authorities and the Pharisees, the Sadducees and all the rest of them, they were in awe but in fear that he was going to take over what they were doing in corruption, in, in, in deception with all the people, leading them into religiosity in the Pharisee way that they were doing things rather than the freedom that Jesus came to give. And they were in complete fear. The heartbeat of family church is to continue point people to Jesus. Point them to Jesus. Oh, you've got a hamper bag? Here we go. Let me have my hamper bag. You've got a hamper bag full of food? We want to point you to Jesus. In there will be a leaflet or something or a tract over Christmas, a tract over Easter. That's going to lead them to possibly knowing Jesus for the first time. It's not just the bag. It's not bag of food or goodies, but it's the message. It's the heartbeat that is within that team that is portrayed, portraying Jesus. You know, when, when they come in to our Karen Hands building for the Karen Hands Cafe, you know, let me, I want to inspire you to get involved in this because you may not be able to give your time to other things. And there may be events that we can't do and won't do right now like the fun day. But Care in Hands is making a difference. And Care in Hands Kids and all that we're doing with the Care in Hands Cafe. 
It is making a difference. And if you've got a heart for evangelism, if you've got a heart for the community, or bottom line is Matthew 28 or Mark 16, you've got a heart to go into your world, our caring hands is an opportunity for you to get involved. Or for you to direct people and have a heart for God and say, my church, the church that I'm a part of, so loves our community that we give and we give and we give. We give so much, we couldn't afford to give what we give on our own. I thank God for the grants. I thank God not, they're not a family or a people. The grants of money that come in. We thank God for the grants of money that come in. We thank God for some of those sponsors um, who have given since the beginning of COVID, which is now three years almost away, and they have given a four-figure sum, and they're not part of the church. They just know me as an individual because I wanted a building from them. And they have continued to give and to give a four-figure sum every single month to make what we do in caring hands work. I thank God for the unsaved who are blessing the saved, who are then blessing those who are in great need. I, I, I just I look at it and I think I see the fingerprint of God. I see his hand upon what we're doing in touching the lives of others. We are community-minded. You, you may be sat there and think, well, I, I've got a, I'm not really that community-minded. I, I just think about getting up, going to work, getting home, looking after the kids. That's my community. Well, Jesus has a heart for a little bit wider than that. And some, at some point in our lives, we need to say, what's your will? What do you want me to do? How can I get involved beyond my four walls of my home. Because Jesus takes our community work very, very seriously. Listen to this in James chapter 2, verse 14. James puts it this way. He says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Now, James is not talking about here works to, towards my salvation. He's talking about good works that are a part of our salvation. In every one of our lives, we are saved not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. We can't work our way up the spiritual ladder and one, one day make it to heaven. It does not work. We are saved by faith through grace, or saved by grace through faith. But in our salvation, a natural part of the journey of our life is, what can I do not to pay you back, not to pay my way to heaven, but what now can I do with this life where you've saved me, I now want to give back my life for your service. That's what James is on about here. He says, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked or and destitute of daily food, and if one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things that are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus, also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. That's why I'm saying for some, it may be your prayer 
that you can give into our community work because you've not got the ability to spare physical days or hours or time. The one reason why our, our vision offering is specifically for the role that Claire does in her three days a week in Caring Hands as a paid role. You may not be able to give up a day's work and you may not be able to give an, a two hours at, at the end of the day. But what's it say? It says, what can we do? You may be able to give finance into making that happen as if you were there yourself. But you can't be there, so you're going to help finance towards it. But let's not be these kind of, kind of person that says, well, depart in peace, be warned, but does nothing. We cannot be a people that do nothing. We've got to be a people who do something. For some, they literally roll up their sleeves. And Jerry, uh, when I've seen Jerry down here and I've been, I've been doing some work, the times I see Jerry sweating buckets, especially during the, the 30, 35 degree heat, literally sweating buckets as he's unloading and putting the food away in the container. And I'm sure that is the case of all of the team, but half the team are ladies, so I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> I'll mention Jerry. But you know what? That's the heart. Some can roll up their sleeves and do the practical. Some may be able to pray and just declare the power of God. Others can say, I can finance what they're doing where I can't be doing it myself. But we can all do something. The shame will be if we don't pray, we don't give, and we don't roll up our sleeves and help. We can do one of those three things, every single one of us in the room today. It can be easy to say, it's not my problem. My response is to that is, but for the grace of God, go I. I have a roof over my head. I have a bed that I can sleep in. I, my children brought up in a house where we were able to feed them. They had clothes. But you know what? Some of the families that we provide for and support, they don't have beds for their children, and we've provided them. They don't have washing machines, and we've provided them. They don't have food, and we've provided them. They don't have so many things. And these are genuine cases. These, these aren't people that have self-referred themselves. These are people that have been referred through agencies saying, this family really need your help. Can you help? And, and that's what I like about our caring hands. It's, it's not the guy who just walks off the street and thinks, I can get an extra meal here, and therefore I can buy an extra pint. These are genuine needs in our town. And I've just got a couple of feedbacks from, um, from a couple of people that I want to read this morning. The family fled the Ukraine and came to the UK to a UK sponsor. Care in Hands has supported both the host and the family by providing food and clothing to the mother and daughter while waiting for universal credit payment. The child has autism, meaning the mother is able, unable to work. Karen Hands helped her maintain her dignity and, and the health and well-being of her child. Not having to always ask the host family for more when they were already providing so much. The family remains 
with the UK host family. The host has just in October received the promised payment uh, from the government to help support. Without care in hands, help helping the host sorry, without care in hands helping the host, they would need they would have needed to have rehoused the family themselves. The mother has a husband and an adult son who must remain in the Ukraine, leaving the family without financial support in the UK. Thank you for supporting and in helping the family and the host. Care in Hands is very well organised and professional. They listen carefully to the family's particular needs. And then as part of the survey we asked, um, they, they have no idea how, they, how we could improve what we do. Thank you to the Care in Hands team. Thank you for those who give into the house. I believe, is it how many, 30? We were helping 30 individual Ukrainians at one point. Um, it's just absolutely unbelievable what we are doing as a local congregation. I've put this as a thought. Unselfish love is the key to unwavering support. Unselfish love is the key to unwavering support. It's the heart that Jesus had. The heart that he had for those around. The heart that he had for those that, that were without. Those that were sick. Those that were struggling. Those that were outcast. Those that the, the, the society had turned their back on and said, get on with it yourself. That's the heart that Jesus has. He didn't come for those who were well. He came for those who were sick. In Matthew, we read these words. Jesus said to, them, said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I, I just want to scratch or itch you so you scratch. I don't know. I want to I make you consider what am I doing? What am I doing with my hands? What am I doing with my life? Because Jesus clearly said here, oh yeah, first and foremost, you love the Lord with all your heart. When you love the Lord with all your heart, the second will be very natural. Because the heart of God goes out to those in need around us. You will love your neighbor as yourself. We could say, but who is my neighbor? Is it the guy across the wall? Is it, is it, is it Lee and Darren? I believe it's every single person that we come in contact with. Every person that there's a need. Every person who has a lack. Every person that doesn't know Jesus. Every person Jesus is calling us to be a voice into their life. His hands and his feet carrying the gospel. To each and every one. Who is my neighbor? It's the whosoever who is in need. It's the whosoever that we can reach out to. Do our feeding programs, do our clothing programs, does the work that we do really make a difference? To those who are receiving it, absolutely. How many last Christmas? 400 people? 
over 400 people last Christmas we provided for, for food, clothes, toys, um, and, and just some Christmas items that they can enjoy as a family or as in their home. 400. We can do the same again this year. Why? Because we are community-minded. Because we want to affect the lives of each one. But do you know what? Not only does it make a difference to that person, that individual, or that family unit, our heart for our community affects Jesus. It impacts him. It, it, it moves him. And you may be saying, but how do you know that? Because the scripture says so. And this scripture is just such an awesome passage. And I've read it before over the years, but I'm going to read it again this morning because I believe this is so powerful. In Matthew, Jesus is speaking in verse 25. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will uh, then the right well, uh, sorry then the righteous will answer him saying lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink and when did we see you you as a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you and the king will answer and say to them assuredly i say to you inasmuch as you did for to one of the least of these my brethren you did to me. That's how personal Jesus takes this. Every time a hamper goes out, that hamper, we can look at it as Christians, we can look at it that we're saying, Jesus, here it is. Every time we clothe a little child or another, a, a baby, it's as if we're clothing the baby in the manger. It's as if we're, we're clothing the child as he's grown up. It's as if we're giving the food to him. If we keep that as a mentality, that when a hamper goes out, it's not just going to a family or a person's need, but we're giving it to Jesus. Because you do it to the least, you do it to me. This is how important our Caring Hands ministry really is. And Jesus does. He takes it personally. He takes it as if we're doing it for him. Those car journeys that you and Lynn and Harry, you do, and Alan Hazel that you do, those car journeys, and, and you can look at the cost of fuel, and, it, and it's so high, and you think, oh, but you're doing it for him. When you're taking those bags, you may deliver it to a doorstep at number 36, Tickbourne Way or wherever, but actually, when they take it from you, it's as if Jesus is taking it. That's worth every penny of every journey. It's worth every hour and every moment of, of you know, on a Wednesday night, Julie, when you're down here and, and I don't know, Ola, I think you're down here and others that are down here on a Wednesday night. And 
You're just packing bags and chatting and, and connecting together and enjoying being together. But do you know what? Every tin of baked beans, every, every nappy bag that goes in, every whatever it is that you're packing, it's as if it's given to Jesus. It's how we process what we do. It's how we think about how we go about doing it. If you're given into the Care and Hands ministry, when you give, don't give as if you're giving to Care and Hands. Give as if you're giving it to Jesus. When you're packing, you're packing as if you're packing it for Jesus. Therefore, when you're folding those clothes, just don't sling them in the bag. Fold them as if you're presenting them to Jesus. When you're looking at the tin, you think, oh, it's only, it's only five months out of date. That doesn't matter. No, no, no. Give it as if it's coming to Jesus. And he doesn't really want it five months out of date. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did to the one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. That's beautiful. So powerful. Whether that's in our care in hands, our care in hands kids, or serving in New Foundations prison ministry, like Jerry does. Touching those who have had the hardest of life in prison for whatever, for whatever reason. And some of them have been there for years. But they've now been released. And Jerry comes alongside them, walks with them, helps to try and incorporate them back into normal society. I, I take my hat off to you, Jerry. Because you're a hard-working individual. At a... <laughs> I want <laughs> early autumn, <laughs> early autumn, <laughs> at the early autumn of your life or late spring, summer. <laughs> but you come alongside some rough, tough, hard, headstrong individuals. And you walk with them and you journey with them. And some of them just don't want to change. They don't know how to change. They don't consider what you're given to them. But what's done in heaven is your reward. Because you're doing it as if Jesus was the one coming out. It's just amazing. If we carry that heart. When we walk along the street and we see someone and your, your heart begins to quicken on the inside and you think, I need to say something to them. You're saying it as if Jesus was the one walking along. And that would put such a smile on his face. They're talking of me. They're witnessing of me. They're sharing of the love that I have for them to someone who doesn't know that love right now. I, I was sat in the car park the other day. Jane, well, it must have been a couple of weeks or so ago now. I was sat in the car park while Jane was shopping. And I'm, I'm, I'm working away. And I, I just hear this noise and, and, and someone hit the front of my van. I'm thinking, oh, what's happening here? And, and I realized that this older lady had just... Bang, pummeled to the floor. And a whole bunch of people started to gather around. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? And I, I put my work to the side and I get out and I can see her on the floor. And her, her, her daughter in her 40s was looking after her. And some shopkeepers came to, to help. And I thought, 
There's all, there's all these ladies trying to get this lady up off the floor. And I said, look, let me help. And, and I lift her up off the floor. I said, look, would you like a seat? I've got a chair in the van. And she said, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I thought, no, no, let's go and get the chair. You know, I've offered it, but let's go and get the thing. So I go and get the chair. And I said, but you know what? I could have just got on with my work. There's enough people helping. But immediately the good Samaritan came to mind. I, but how many of us are busy just doing life that we don't see the needs around us? We don't care enough to get involved enough to help out somewhere to do something. And I know I'm, I'm, so many of us are involved in different areas, so I know in some senses I, I am preaching to the converted. But how many moments do we miss because our head is down and we're just get on, getting on with our life. But if we just took a moment, as we're standing in the queue in Asda, or we're walking along the high street in Gosport, and we just happen to look up and allow the compassionate heart of God to touch our life, because out of the thousand people you may walk past, down Gosport High Street on any given day. A thousand, that's a bit of an exaggeration, isn't it? <laughs> we go, we go for 250, right? <laughs> There's not that many people in Gosport High Street these days. Let me exaggerate. The thousands that you may walk past, 999 people may be going to a lost eternity. Everywhere we walk, Let's look up. Let's allow the breath of heaven to come flowing through our heart. And let compassion for the lost. Compassion for our community. Compassion for the needs of others motivate us. About four years ago, we did the, um, I can't remember what it's called, number of, number of churches looked after all the homeless um, open doors, open doors. And we looked after all the homeless people and we got them off the streets. We fed them. We gave them a warm place. And I was involved in that every, I think it was once a week or twice a week. I can't remember. And it was just brilliant. It was so good just to walk with some of the toughest, hardest, saddest stories in people's lives. And we can all sit there and prejudge well, it's drugs, but what's the root? We can all prejudge it must be alcohol, but what's the root? Because there is a root to every one of those sad stories. And as I sat there and I chatted and talked and communicated and listened to where they were at and what was going on in their world, my heart broke as we revealed the love of God and as we tried to break through the 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 distant heart of those individuals is by the grace of God that you and I are where we are today. It's by the grace of God. I'm so thankful that he watched over my life. He helped me make some right choices when my life could have gone in a completely different direction. I thank God for the day that I walked into the church 
in Queen's Road. Because, like I've said before, for the five, six days of the week prior, I was in the pubs and the nightclubs. I was looking for trouble. I was looking for any issue that I could get involved in outside of the heart of God. And then on Sundays, we went looking for nice girls in church. And as we walked into the church, God got a hold of my life and turned my life around. But for the grace of God, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that my heart was, was, was absolutely messed up. My life was so totally messed up. But God has a journey for every single person on this planet. We may be the one key that unlocks the door of God's heart to be able to speak into their life. We all have a responsibility to go. According to Matthew 28, to go into all the world and share the love of God. Your world, not mine. I'm not going to come into yours. Let's all do our part. Jesus takes it personally. I've got a couple more that I want to read out of the Caring Hands. These are from the Caring Hands family. The others are from um, some of the professionals that support. The team are amazing. They're there for a chat and absolutely helpful as can be. Simple. I wonder how many of these families, had we not intervened, had we not been there, I wonder what the outcome would have been. It's the question mark that we will never know. But we have been there. Another one says, I would just like to thank you all for helping my family, especially my children. It's made a big change to things at home with less stress and the children not going without. And another one, caring hands has impacted my life by not having to worry about food on the table or bills. With the support, I've managed both. The team was so welcoming every time I visited that it made me feel not ashamed to be asking for help. It speaks for itself. That Caring Hands Cafe, every time we open those doors, it's as if Jesus is walking in. Oh, he comes in all shapes and sizes, all types of background. But let's honor and respect every one of those who come in. Let's not talk about them. Let's not, let's not you know, in any way belittle. If every one of those we treat with the same respect as if Jesus was walking through those doors, they will leave that place feeling so good about themselves. And that's what we want. That they walk in one way and they walk out different. They've encountered God or they've encountered God-loving people. So I'm going to do what I've done before. And I'm going to ask those who serve on Caring Hands, food, kids, um, deliveries, if you'd come and join me out here on the front, that would be wonderful. Packing. Every area of caring hands.
we have more people in carrying hands than we do in the army and the navy these days. That's incredible. <laughs> this is how it used to be with the army and the navy days. Look at this as a team. Absolutely fantastic. And, and they give sacrificially so much of their time and ability and sweat and tears probably somewhere along the way because it is emotional when you're dealing with people who have struggled so I want to pray I want to pray for each of you that when when you deliver when you pack when you give of your time that you realize the impact that you're having not just on an individual or a family but on heaven because that's the most important thing. Because we do what we do for the audience of one. So let me just pray. We can all pray at the same time. That'd be great. Father, we just want to thank you for this incredible team that is making such a difference to our community, to individuals. But Lord, we just thank you for the applause of heaven over what they are involved in and what they're doing. Father, it is always the applause of heaven that we look for. And Father, I pray, Lord, every hamper, every piece of clothing, every heart that is touched, every coffee that is drunk or tea in this place. Father, we pray for an anointing upon this team and upon your house as we pray and as we give into our Karen Hands ministry. Father, we pray your blessing upon it. And we ask, Lord, that you, your word declares that whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. And Father, we just prophesy into the season to come, Lord, that we will see a harvest of souls coming into your kingdom through the seeds that have been sown. Father, we thank you, Lord, that not one seed, not one hamper is going to fall to the ground. Father, I pray you should keep bringing back to the remembrance of those that have been given items, Lord, that it was the, your, your church, it was you that moved those people to give to me. Lord, just keep reminding them, we pray. And we ask, Lord, for your favor. Lord, of grants, we pray, Father, for favor of finance, that what we can do right now will be supplied uh, completely by you. But, Father, we pray for our journey moving forward, Lord, that there may be many in this room that stand up and say, count me in. I want to be able to help in some way, whether that's through prayer or financially or in my spare time. Father, I pray for an army of helpers to, to support this ministry. We are community-minded because you were community-minded. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Fantastic. Thank you all. Absolutely brilliant. So as we close this morning, um, I've got a couple of prayer requests. Um, we, we did have some storm damage uh, this last week in the building. Um, part of the roof lifted off, which wasn't ideal. And we had a flood um, in our new kitchen area. Um, it's not quite... Well, we're, we're dehumidifying the kitchen area. Um, and um, the lid is back on, um, but it's a bit of a temporary fix um, oh, thank you. Right, uh, let me do one thing at a time. I can't, I'm not, I can't do too many things at once. 
So we just want to pray over the protection of our building. Um, this, this one is getting old, believe it or not. Um, and the rivets in the roof are all beginning to go. Um, so over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be up on the roof um, and screwing down the roof the best I can. Um, but we, we want to keep this place because it serves its purpose. Let's pray about the building across the way um, that has had it. Um, and we do need a new one. Um, but we do need several grants. We need, a, a, we need about £150,000 in grant money, um, gifted. You know, if, if, if you're sitting on 150000 thinking, what can I do with that? Please come and speak to me. Oh, and I, I don't want to go on holiday. I want to build a building, all right? Um, I do want to go on holiday, but I want to build a building first. Um, so um, supernatural resilience to our building, absolutely. We're going to pray for Sally's sister, Nina. Um, she has a skin lesion uh, it's going to be removed. They think it's cancerous. Um, so we're going to pray for a good, a good tidy job um, and no, um, no coming back on that one. Um, please pray for a friend called Jeff, not me, who is very unwell in hospital. He has had part of his lung removed due to cancer and is struggling to cope. So we're going to pray for Jeff. Um, I just want to say it's great to have Jane back in the room um, in church this morning. Um, please, please don't go up to her and talk to her. She can't. She can't communicate. She can't. It just absolutely, completely drains her. But it's great to have her here. Um, and step by step, we're going to see her recover um, back to fullness of health. And uh, we're going to pray over the offering uh, this morning as well. So, Father, we just, we just come to you and we are forever grateful for the power of the cross. We thank you for your kingdom that is, Lord, just the keys of the kingdom are ours. And Lord, you said whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on this earth will be loosed in heaven. And Father, we thank you that you've given us the responsibility to walk with the keys of the kingdom. And Father, with those keys, we just thank you. We can stand here with authority because that's what they represent. And in the name of Jesus this morning, we pray for Nina. And we ask, Lord, that you would minister into her physical body. Lord, that even in this, she would, Lord, cause her eyes to be turned to you. Cause her heart to connect with you, we pray. And Father, we pray for a good result. Um, Lord, with this surgery, Lord, with the doctors and those that are, are doing this work, Father, we pray that there will not be a scar that is visible and, Father, that your hand will be upon her life. Lord, open her eyes in this moment to know you and to walk in your ways. And, Father, we pray for Jeff. Lord, you know his circumstances and the situation that he's in. And, Father, we do declare over him and, Lord, over his need right now, Lord, that you are the Lord, his healer. You are the one who has divine power to quicken our mortal bodies. And Father, we just ask right now, on his behalf, we stand in the gap between heaven and earth. And we say, Father, would you have compassion on this man's life? And Lord, raise him up and heal him and strengthen him at this moment in time. And Father, for Jane, and we ask, Lord God, that right now, that the breath of heaven would fill her lungs again. And Father, every damage that's been caused, Father, we just declare the healing power of Almighty God upon her life. 
And Lord, right across this room, every need, every situation, Lord, our building here, the building across the way, Lord, we pray your will be done. Lord, I thank you for the planning permission. I just thank you, Lord, that there is an incredible release of financial blessing, Lord, because we want to build for your kingdom in this area. And Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, over all the, uh, the offering this morning. For those that are given online, those that are given by direct debit, and those who are given by envelope in the room here today. Father, we thank you for every heart and every life that is committed to giving you and returning to you the tithe. But Father, we thank you for every gift and every blessing in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that as we give to you, you give back pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Father, bless your house, we pray, and all that are here today, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Fantastic.